Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Wait for the peoples to come in. Now, it's showtime. Folks, all right, all right, all right. It's the ter- it's the trading terror dome with my man Dex, the algo algo capitalist, and uh, we were rapping right before the whole show started. And Dex and I were just going back and forth. We, you know, I was talking about the Morgan Stanley f- uh, fud. Uh, Dex has a lot of things on the radar right now. A lot of things are looking suspect. A lot of things look fishy. A lot of rumors. And rumors of rumors. I mean, you, you talk about a, a, a fog of war that has descended upon the markets. I mean, there's 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 things being pulled at all sides. With that being said, Dex, what's going on, man? I mean, you know, there's a lot of lot of crazy things happening, uh, the likes of which we haven't seen. You got some intel on some oil price things. Um, you got some movement in the bond market. Some things are happening in equities. Again, that Morgan Stanley report. Um, all these things, man. Where do you want to begin, bro? Let's start with the the rumors of, and fake news. <laughs> as much as the president has been on fake news, he made a desperate move this morning right before the opening bell. He decided to put out a news piece from the White House saying that uh, the Trump administration would resume talks with China uh, over these trade war uh, issues and tariffs. Yeah. Now, keep in mind, no date has been set. Okay. China has not even announced that they've agreed to even go back and, uh, with talks again. This is just a rumor about news about a rumor. And it was enough to stop the falling market and make the Dow rally 80 points on the release of the news. And ever since then, the market has been up. Basically, what's happening here is blatant manipulation of markets. They're doing what they can to keep these markets afloat. Because as it stands today, everything you know about market theory has been thrown out the window. You got bond bond prices rallying. You got equity prices rallying. You got gold and silver rallying. And you have the U.S. dollar rallying all at the same time, which is technically and fundamentally not supposed to happen. It's supposed to be the other way around. If the stock market is rallying, bond prices should be falling and vice versa. No, that's not what's happening today. Likewise, if you see money coming out of equities, then gold and silver prices should be rallying off of that. Instead, they're moving higher on their own, moving with the stock market, moving with the dollar, and moving with the bond prices. So what does that tell you? 
it tells you that precious metals are not acting like commodities today. Today, they're acting like currencies. And that's something that should be noted. Likewise, bonds are moving higher as the stock market is moving higher. And that should also tell you something, that the bond market is smarter than the equity market and is saying they do not believe the news piece that came out this morning. They don't believe it at all. That's why bond prices are rallying as we speak. So the bond market is considered the smartest market in the world up there with the, the, the copper futures. And right now the bond market is saying they don't buy it. So what do we expect is going to happen? I'll tell you. We expect that as Bitcoin is crashing this morning and the dollar is strengthening this morning and precious metals are strengthening this morning, that as goes the Bitcoin futures right now, so we will also see the equity market go. The equity prices want to go down. They want to correct. We haven't really had a meaningful correction yet. And equity prices want to fall. It should also be noted that the S&P 500 has basically decoupled itself from the Dow. The S&P broke out long before the Dow did. Now that the Dow has somewhat broken out, the S&P has pulled back and ceased its powerful move up. So that coupled with the NASDAQ uh, getting a correction off of its highs, being down about 200 points off the all-time highs, and the Russell uh, also uh, pausing for a day or two should let us know that there's something terribly wrong or not right in these markets. So whatever rally you see now is a setup for a big sell-off. Likewise with the Bitcoin. Bitcoin, you know, it, it moved really nice, just as I predicted it would, but it tapped out. It didn't get quite to the 9,000. I think we got to like 87. It didn't quite get to 9,000 and could not get to 10,000. I think the market has one more week to get it together to do that. So by Sunday night, Monday morning, the Bitcoin should, if it's going to uh, test that that range between nine and 10,000, it's going to have to start to move up by the, uh, Sunday night, Monday morning of next week. Failure to do so would mean that the the current rally is going to be attacked really hard uh, in the coming weeks. And we could that's what we could see uh, the lows, support lows taken out in the Bitcoin futures. As for the precious metals, they're a very peculiar situation because right now they're acting like a currency and not a commodity. Commodity prices are supposed to be suppressed when the US dollar is strong or strengthening. So instead of that uh, inverse relationship, we're seeing them move together as friends. So when gold and silver and the dollar are acting uh, as friends and moving together, it's telling you that there's something that's coming apart, uh, economically speaking, at the seams. And that's what we see right now. So we have strange times that we're in right now because there's so much infighting. Uh, the Trump administration and other administrations going at it. And people are arguing that these tariffs are not just a bad idea, but that they're going to be severe consequences in the uh, global economies as a result 
some people are reporting that crude oil could move north of $400 by the year 2020, which is in two years from now. What does that really mean? If it is true, they're going to do it long before 2020. They're telling you that, and they're announcing before the people, that market manipulation is alive and well, and that they're going to do whatever it takes to, to get it to work. All right, so the next thing that we have to look at is what about the precious metals and what about the cryptos? Well, if they're going to manipulate the precious metals markets and they're going to manipulate the crude oil markets, you better believe that they're not going to leave the cryptos alone. I believe the cryptos are still going to be under much, much pressure, just like it is today, down over 415 bucks. I think they're going to continue to sell rallies in those cryptos. And I believe that they're going to have to continue to put out fake news and rumors to keep the equity market afloat. Because right now the bond market is saying that whatever news you heard is not true. They're not, they're not, they don't buy it. And the equity markets, even though they're up today because of the, the report from the White House this morning, it's not moving as strong as they usually would be or could be under strong news. So that's telling you that it's not real economic news. It's just rumors about could be, would be news. And that's not a good sign uh, for these markets. Also, the tech sector has just been battered and um, the earnings are not, are not helping the picture at all. So I think that we are on the cusp of a very strong correction in the stock market. Uh, not saying a crash, just a very strong correction. And for, for many, it will feel like a crash. But this will be uh, a possible buying opportunity come somewhere between January and March, sometime in the first quarter of next year, uh, when the dust settles at that point. However, by that time, the precious metal markets should be in a bullish formation uh, by the end of this year, all things being equal. I don't think they're going to be successful in keeping the gold and, and uh, silver from moving higher. And I think that at least by uh, the end of the first quarter next year, we should see gold back above 1350, possibly even around the 1400 mark. And that will put silver at least to about 25. So that's where we are right now. And that's what we're looking at just based on all the news that's come out uh, in the last um, in the last 24 hours. And there's still news coming out. And I've been trying to play catch up. Um, the, my wife has, has been ill. So these last two weeks. So I've been ripping and running to doctor's offices and stuff. Is she all right, man? I mean, yeah, she has a she has a pretty serious condition. So oh, gee, probably going to have to change her, her medication and stuff, you know? So, yeah, I've been busy, man. That's why I haven't put out a lot of videos and things lately because I've been dealing with the home front. Yeah, But yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get, you know, get back to doing more videos and things of that nature. Mm. I got I to gotta do some stuff. I want to do some uh, some more live webinar stuff as well, as time permits. Yeah. But other than that, uh, I think the other notable thing that we should look at is just the real effect that all these uh, 
trade tariffs are really going to have on the people. Because remember, whatever whatever the government does, it always affects the people. It doesn't affect them. It doesn't affect the 1%. It doesn't affect the banksters. It affects the little the little guy. So you can expect higher prices on just about everything across the board. Utility bills going up, water going up, everything just going up. All because of these trade wars. Those trade wars don't help anybody. History shows that past trade tariffs have done nothing but destroy and obliterate economy, and especially the sectors that they're doing the tariffs on that really tears those those individuals up. So I see it getting worse. Also, there's been more talk about the um, universal income. That has been pushed out into the forefront a lot more in these past two weeks. Dude, when you think about this, right? <clears throat> Talks about oil going to $400. Mm-hmm. Talks about universal income, right? Talks about market going to thirty, forty, fifty thousand. Yep, bro. You know what that's telling me, man. And you, you know what I'm gonna say. Spit it out. You know they what the, they got. They are stuffing the inflation everywhere. That's right. That's what it means, folks. Yep. The only break you're getting today is that crude oil is down a, a, a buck. 12 today. That's the only break you're getting. Dude, I mean, think about it. $400 oil. That's a 50% devaluation of the value of the dollar in order to get $400 worth of close to $400 worth of uh, oil per barrel. I think think it may be worse than that, man. I think it's actually like 60%. No, I think it's more than that, because think about it. The the economy was imploding when when we hit that hundred and fifty dollars a barrel, remember that back in yeah, the I mean, the truck, was trucks were about to stop. I mean, they're running out of fuel cards. Yeah, I mean, it was it no, it was it was it was about to be on and popping. Yeah. And then right when it looked like Obama had sealed the deal, he was going to win the election. That's when they let the prices come down. But my point is, I remember what was happening at that time. You know, at the local level, when when oil was hundred and fifty dollars a barrel, people were carpooling. Uh, you know, catching the bus and the train, doing whatever they could, riding bicycles to work, whatever, because it was just too much. They couldn't afford it. Oh, and they yeah. said if it goes up another buck or two, they were interviewing the man on the street in local news stations. And it was like, if it goes up another buck, I- I'm out. I'm out of the game. I won't be able to drive anymore. Yeah. So that was $150 a bell. We're talking about going up more than twice that amount Right. at $400 a barrel. Dude, right. you're talking. You're talking about like thirty dollars a gallon to fill up your to fill up your car. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it it would be unaffordable for the majority of people. It would that would that would decimate our economy to the point where they wouldn't be able to control markets or anything because people would be panicking at four hundred dollars a barrel. Our our price per gallon for gas would be more than Europe. Forget eight and nine dollars a gallon. I would be like, you know, ninety dollars a gallon. Yeah. It'll be something crazy, right? Because you got to put the fear, the fear premium in there. So, I mean, think about this. Let's just let's go down this road a little bit. What's the what does the world look like with four hundred? You know, the worst part is, man, I just bought myself a V eight twin turbo car. I'm screwed. Uh-huh. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. 
I'll be hey, lucky to see it'll, miles it'll be in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be. Uh, I'm gonna have to go get an electric scooter, like my man Bix. That's what I'm. That's what I'm gonna do. Get an electric scooter, solar power. You would see me in the winter in New York on the side of the highway going. Nee! Oh my goodness! My little electric scooter look like Jim Carrey and Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> that's what I'm gonna be doing this winter, man. <laughs> man, I'm telling you, it's, it's look. We got to do something because they're telling us that they're about to manipulate. Uh, these markets like never before, um, and not not only that, but another issue that we have is what happens. Yeah, no one will be able to fly anymore. It would destroy the airline industry. It will destroy airline shipping. Uh, the global economy's come to a screeching halt at that point. But let me ask you this, man. You you've been looking at a lot of push and pull forces that are right now in the markets. Those that are that wanting. Uh, the market to really go down in the worst way possible, and those that that are trying to stave back the hand of destruction. Right. What 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 what's some of the clues that you you're seeing about this? Well, I'll tell you what I've what I've seen so far. Thus far, I'm still looking into it, but as I can tell right now, uh, there's been infighting ever since you know the Trump White House took took effect. So they're the power of be that they're they're fighting because what they want to do is they tried to get Trump out of the office, you know, using legal means, and that has failed. So the next step is if they can uh, some some kind of way wrestle the economy out of his hands by like running up the oil prices or something like that, if they can do that, then they could have the means to impeach him on that because then the people's outcry will be so loud that they would have no choice. You see what I'm saying? Think about it. Four hundred dollar oil, it makes it creates a nine eleven all over again, because planes would be grounded. They wouldn't. They could not afford to fly, especially at half capacity, like a lot of flights are. Um, they wouldn't be able to do that anymore. The smaller airlines who could not lock in their uh, oil prices would be in trouble. All right, they wouldn't be able to afford the jet fuel to fill the planes up, even if they had full capacity on the air tickets. The tickets will have to go through the roof. You wouldn't be able to find any kind of deals whatsoever. Tickets would be outrageous. It'd be like the 1980s all over again with uh, airline prices. Uh, in addition to that, uh, it would be just stag- just just stagnant uh, economy and just outrageous layoffs all over the place. Because remember, fuel affects everything. You know, the storefront businesses have to keep their lights on, and they wouldn't be able to afford the electricity to fill the, to put the lights on. Everything would just go catastrophic at that point because we use uh, that cracked crude oil for over a thousand different products and usages. We're talking about medications. We're talking about healthcare costs. You think they're bad now? With a four hundred dollar crude oil price, most people would just be priced out of the whole healthcare arena, whether they had insurance or not. Insurance rates would go through the roof. They would, it would be just double and triple where they are now because a lot of the um, synthetic drugs and prescriptions that people are on, they would have to skyrocket because we use fossil fuels and crack crude oil and um, petroleum for a lot of that stuff. It has petroleum-based products in it, and they wouldn't be able to afford it. It, it would just really just collapse this economy. And when I saw that they were serious about when he said it, 
it was just really sad because that's what they want to do. Not only that, but if you take a look at what's what they've been doing to take a to disarm the public. See, our focus has been for those that love freedom have been focused on freedom fighting issues like uh, you know, the right to keep and bear arms, things of that nature. But there are other ways to disarm you. All right. We've been disarmed as far as being able to protect our own self and not looking to government to protect us. So that's why you have a firearm to protect yourself. So if somebody runs up in your spot, you can protect you and your family. But there's other ways that we have to protect ourselves and our families too, and that's financially, right? So we stack precious metals. We we do things so that we can preserve our purchasing power. But they have systematically been attacking those means so that you can't run to the right or the left. They want you dependent upon the government for your survival, i.e. enter in the whole global um, you know, allowance that they want to give people, that universal income. All right, so how have they done this? They've attacked the, the gold and the silver for so long that most people have been have just given up and thrown their hands up. They sold their gold and silver holdings so that they can afford to eat and live. Then w- the cryptos came to light. People were getting rich off cryptos and uh, you know realizing for the first time in their lives financial happen. freedom. They couldn't let that happen. They start threatening with tax laws, and then they start threatening exchanges to shut down, and then they start threatening overseas. Uh, um, you know, brokers do not work with um, U.S. accounts or else. So they've shut the door so that you can't run to the right or to the left. You can't participate in any kind of way, shape, or form, and that's how they want it. That's how they like it. They want everyone to be on a universal income, all right? They don't want you to be free and independent. All that talk that, oh, you know, we're going to bring jobs back to this country and blah, blah, blah. No, they're not. They're not. Even as, oh, it's the lowest unemployment rate. I even seen something that the, uh, last week they were talking about um, how this is the, the lowest unemployment rate for people of color, okay? Let me tell you something, man. <laughs> There is no one who is gainfully employed, like they say. Most people are severely underemployed. They got to work two and three jobs just to get 80% of the money that they used to make on the one job that they had. Okay? So people are really struggling. The 1% who are doing very well, they don't feel that. They don't understand any of that. So anything else you do to put pressure on the the average person is, is going to break the, that average person. So they know this. That's why they want the universal income. Here's what's going to happen if they don't succeed with bringing their universal income. Because they've already destroyed the economy. So that's not coming back. What will happen is just worldwide lawlessness. All right? When you take a take away a man's ability to provide for himself, to be able to, to eat and to work, when you take that away, you leave him with no alternative but to, to arm himself and go out there and get it by any means necessary. And I think they're aware of that. That's why 
if you if you really want to go back and just do the knowledge to it, ten years before we got here, a decade ago, they slowly and quietly started arming the local police precincts. They turned them in to military outfits. That's why the police departments have all types of military style, you know, gear and firearms and tanks and weaponry and you know what else. Because they knew that by the time they finish uh, systematically dismantling the economy, you were going to have lawlessness. You were going to have crime out of control. So that's why they militarized the police. All right. Not because things were happening at that time, but they knew that in the future, in a short time in the future, that this is where it was going to go. And this is where we are. That's why they're saying we got to do this universal income if we're going to stave all this off. But see, here's the here's the catch. The, the people who are bringing about the universal income, it's not the same people who are dismantling the economy. The, the, the thing we call the shadow government is the or those that are involved in dismantling the the economy the banksters and so the you don't let the right hand know what the left hand is doing so the other people who are clueless within the government who are just following orders they're like oh I have an idea why don't we do this this is what we need to do we need to do universal income and the other people are sitting back smiling saying okay I, I, we'll take that under advisement but they have no plans of allowing the universal income to take shape and to take place. They want total carnage and total destruction. The why is the million dollar question. Why would any sane person want to see mass destruction and casualties and who would want to see that kind of thing? Who wants to see hunger games in real life? What sane person wants to see that. I don't want to see that. I don't see how anyone else would want it, but they want to. Now there's been talk about the who's who. There's been talk about, you know, the Jesuit order and there's been talk about Illuminati and talk about, you know, the Zionist Jews and all these different outfits and groups. But at the end of the day, even even though there's evidence that suggests that those uh, groups that were just mentioned are behind a lot of atrocities that are going on right now, at the end of the day, we have to look at the the causes and actions that have led to where we are now, and it's the the people's apathy that has led to all this. It's the people who have elected the same criminals back into office. We the people have done this. We the people are responsible for this. So we the people have to fix it. And one of the ways that we the people can fix it is to vote out everybody that is in currently in office. All the incumbents have to go. Now we talk about this all the time, but nothing ever happens. You want to know why? The apathy issue. People don't care. They say they, that they care, but at the end of the day, they really don't care because their feet are not moving. They're not doing anything to bring about that difference. They're still marching the party lines. They're still going, you know, red and blue, Demo Democrat and Republican. They're still on sides. 
instead of saying no, both of those parties have to go. Period. That is the issue. That's what we are. People always say, you know, you told us the problem, but what is the solution? I just gave it to you. You have to vote out every Democrat and every Republican. That's what you need to do. Anyone who is a Democrat or Republican has to go. And you vote in people who are not affiliated with either one of those parties. That's how it has to be. But you know what? It will never happen because the people at the end of the day really don't want it to happen because they like being sheep. I I, I know it hurts to hear that, but people like being sheep. All right. They don't like to take active anything. All right. That's the real problem. So people like Ron Paul, he was never going to get elected. Are you kidding? Of course not. No, they will not allow an uninitiated, unaffiliated person into office. It just won't happen. Okay. The only presidents we get to have is one that claims to be either a Democrat or Republican. If you're not part of a Republican or Democratic Party, you will not be president. Period. All right. That's just how it is. So if people want change, I just told you what to do. That's how you get change. You got to vote for people who are not affiliated with that two-party system. And then you will see change. You'll see a whole bunch of change. So that's what we need to do. You need to give the power back to the people. And the way to do that is to stand for the Constitution and the Bill of Rights with no exceptions. You got to do it. All right. Then with that same, that under that same vein, the people have to take back their government, but the people have to also take back their capital, their capitals of their, their cities that they, they're, they're in. They have to do all of that too. Then we can audit the Fed. We can audit that Federal Reserve. We can, we can go and take a look at you know, what's going on at some of these military bases and things of that nature. Then we can really crack some eggs open at that point. We can move. We can say, nope, no excuses. No one gets a, a pass. We're going to investigate everything and see whether or not these things are true. And you got to take back the military also. Got to take back the military. That's the only way this is going to work. Once you take back the military and take back all the branches of government, we don't need all those branches of government. You have to totally revamp our government. All right. Our government. We have hundreds of thousands of government employees. Don't need it. You really don't. We need to put the government back to where it's supposed to be and let it do its job. Having the government be in charge of anything other than governing is wrong and we have to do away with it. So, you, you know, you got all these branches of government that the people don't even realize are in existence, all these different acronyms and all this, you know, security clearance nonsense. We need to do away with all of it, all of it, because there's no such thing as national security. 
because we've been put into the globalist agenda of globalization. Globalization means one, one unit, one nation, one country, one coinage, all right? One language, one everything. That's what, that is the, the end objective of globalization, to have everything and everyone be as one, no borders, no languages, none of that stuff. Everyone speaks the same language. And you say, how is that even possible? You can't even, that, that, that's impractical, that's, that's impossible. No, it's not impossible. We're already speaking the same language. Every time you turn on your computer and go online, we're speaking the same language, all right? It's all about algorithms. That is the one language we can all speak is algorithms, the zeros and ones, and that's what they're bringing. All right, that's what they're putting out there. So we have to do away with that. We have to stop that. All right, the only way to stop it is for the people to take back their government. No more secrets, no more hiding under the phrase national security. No more hiding under that. All right, because they, they invoke that for everything. Every, every time you want to investigate something, they say, no, national security. No, you don't have clearance for that. No, you don't have clearance for this. That's what we need to do. We need to shut all that down. No more secrets, no more the government is in charge of this and the government is in charge of that. No more of that, all right? That's what we need to do, folks. And if we're not gonna do that, then we're not gonna win. We're not gonna take back anything because it starts with the government, all right? The government has been implicit in all these things. And we say government, we're not talking about, you know, some creature, from Jekyll Island. We're talking about human beings that are supposedly American citizens running these, these secret organizations and doing things in private. We need to do away with that, okay? That's what we need to do. Everyone wants to know solutions? Today, you're getting solutions. These are your solutions to the problem, all right? Now, since you wanted to know the solution, now let me tell you why it's not gonna ever happen. It's not going to happen because people don't take it seriously, number one. The second reason it's not going to happen is because we've given too much power to the government. The government has all power to do whatever it wants, whenever it wants. The government can roll up in your house, kick the door in, snatch and grab you and your family, put you in blackout vehicles, and you and your family will never be heard from again, and no one will even care or even inquire about you. And if they do, no information will be given, except for national security. That's all they gotta use now or say. If the government wants to do something that it normally can't do and get away with in broad daylight, all it has to do is scream national security. And then, the, and then what do they do? They use their tools and their weapons. What is the shadow government's weapon? Their weapon is media, not just mainstream media, but also social media. So they get on there and they propagandize everyone and say, this is what was being reported today and this is why this is happening. And then they'll bring on all these experts and doctors to confirm uh, the information that they put out there to be true and just and right. And then people will go on like nothing ever happened. And if, the, if it comes up in conversation, they'll just parrot what they were told to believe and parrot 
when they saw it on the mainstream media. And if they need to really grain it into the people's head, they'll start inserting it into the scripts of local programming, TV shows and movies until you get it right, until you believe that that's what it is and you don't even dare question or ask about it. So that's what it is, folks. You just need to know, you know, I like to tell people what it is, give you the facts, give you the truth, no sugarcoating it, no talking around it. You just, you got to know what's going on. And then you got to know what you can do to fix it. What good would it be to go to the doctor and then the doctor is not diagnose you? You want them to diagnose you and tell you what the problem is and then give you the solution. They say, okay, here's the treatment plan for your condition. That's what you want. So I just told you guys what the, what the condition is and I gave you the treatment plan for it. But unfortunately, I've also told you why I don't believe that the patient is going to take the medicine because it's too strong. The medicine is too strong. All right. So unfortunately, since the patient is not going to take the medicine, let me tell you what is going to happen to the patient. The patient is going to die. The patient's rights and human freedoms and dignity is going to die. The patient's constitution and bill of rights is going to die. The patient's right to move freely is going to die. The patient will not be able to even leave his state or county without permission from his government. Oh, I'm sorry. We're already at the place where we can't do anything without permission from the government. And did you know that they're talking about even taking away people's passports? That's right. They're talking about taking away people's passports. You know, the no-fly list didn't go far enough. Now they're just seizing and taking away people's passports. And they're adding reasons that they can do this. If you have unpaid taxes or anything of that nature, they can take away your passport. That's right. Tell you that you don't have permission to leave the country. And if you do leave, you won't have permission to come back. That's right. Doesn't matter if you own property there or not. Remember, they have the security apparatus. You don't. They have a million guns. You don't. They have a million drones. You don't. They have a million nuclear bombs. You don't. See, You see where I'm going with this, folks? We're already in a prison planet. We're already in a jail, and we don't know it. We don't realize it. Okay? This is where we are. All right? So either we deal with it and take the medicine, or the patient's going to die. And that's where we are right now, folks. We're really in jeopardy. The Constitution is in jeopardy. There's talk about dismantling the Constitution and them erecting a new one. That's right. You heard me say it. For those of you that are not aware of it, they're already talking about doing away with the Constitution. Just like, uh, what was it, two weeks ago, I believe it was now, where they voted to split California up into like three different zones, three different states. Did you ever think you would live in a time where something like that would happen? Breaking California up into sections? Doesn't that sound like something right out of the colony? Now, thankfully, that legislation got, you know, batted down 
But the fact that it was even brought in the first place should tell you something. It should tell you where we are and where everyone is headed. You're going to see that come up again. It's not going to go away. They're just going to bring it back in a different form. They'll probably um, put uh, put it together as a pork pack, uh, package and put it, sneak it in some other bill that they pass later on. All right. This is what you need to know. All right. This is these are the facts. Now, I see there's talk in the uh, chat about the religious side of things. Um, let me comment on that real quick. All right. Cool. Here's the deal. And uh, I've mentioned this uh, a, a few times for those who uh, follow me for the last couple of years. Let me let me explain this whole entire thing. Right. Every don't look. Here's the deal. Right. Information and data. Whatever data you got, whatever truth you got, you got to put it to the test. You got to beat it. You got to put it to the test. Make sure that that's what the reality is. You can't get stuck on one thing. If you got the blinders on saying it's this group, that group, this group, that group, then you know what? You are playing into the global's hands. You are playing into the Luciferian hands. Well, let me explain to you my story. Okay. I was on an energy deal. Okay, brokering an energy deal in the Gulf states. When I say Gulf states, I'm talking about the Gulf of Mexico, Louisiana, Texas, that region. This is at 7:30 in the morning, Central Standard Time, before the market even opened on the East Coast. I was walking the corridors, and I was walking the corridors, and as I was approaching the conference room table, I'm sorry, the conference room, I noticed that the light was on, and I and I and I'm like, that's weird. Why? Who's who the hell's using the conference room at this time? And I was talking, and I was, you know, walking and talking with a colleague of mine. And the colleague's like, "Yes, you know, every every so often on a Friday morning, uh, the leaders and the board and all that they get they get together. They do, do some weird new age stuff. What the hell are you talking about?" So as I'm getting closer and closer to the door, I can see that there's a there's a crack in the door. Uh, there's light coming out, and I can see. And on both sides of the door, there's like two slivers of glass uh, where, where the frame is. And as I'm walking through there and I peer in, as I was getting closer, folks, let me tell you, the darkness that I could feel, the disgusting, nauseating evil that I felt emanating out of that room was incredibly palpable. It was real. It was heavy. There was a different frequency at work. There was a different energy source, a source of energy that is not that I'm not familiar with, number one. And number two, it does not belong there. And as I got closer and I peered into those glass frames, where the frame is like a little glass slivers of windows, little slivers of window, uh, window glass right there, I looked in. And when I looked in, and this is my this is my red pill moment. This is the moment when I woke up to this whole entire thing, and I realized the problem that I'm facing economically and strategically is bigger, way bigger than I thought. Because around that conference room table, first of all, on the table, there were all sorts of weird crystals and different types of paraphernalia, red triangles, different symbology and symbolism. Then around the table, guess who I saw? I saw members of the board. I saw the CEO of the company. I saw the CFO. And they were all holding hands around, and they were chanting in a language that was not English. That was not any other language I ever heard about, number one. Number two, every single person that was in that room was of a pretty much of a different ethnic makeup. 
There were Southeast Asians there. There were Middle Easterners there. There were Asians there. There were Caucasians there. There were blacks there. There were Jews there. There were Muslims. There were Hindus in there. Now, you explain that to me. You explain that to me. Instead of going on to Jimmy John's conspiracychat.com and, and thinking everything's a it's a Jewish conspiracy, it's a Mason conspiracy, it's a Catholic conspiracy, it's a it's a it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a Luciferian conspiracy. And I'll preface this, not I I I'll not preface this, but I'll follow it up with this. If you want to know what this whole game is about. You want to know what this whole game is about. Here's the deal. If you've read the book, and I give this analogy count, countless times, and I've given it t- timeless, timeless times I've, I've done this deck. If you've read the Agatha Christie novel Murder on the Orient Express, you would find out that the, that the victim, you know, Monsieur Perrault, the, the, the great detective, was trying to figure out who, who killed this guy, who killed this this uh, well-to-do person on the on this famous train called the Orient Express, and um, what the what he did, he kept in, you know interviewing everybody, and what he found out is that every single other well-to-do person that is on that train had a motive to kill the guy. You see, folks. It doesn't matter if you're an evangelical Christian or a key or or if you're a, a Catholic or if you're a Jew or if you're a Muslim or if you're black, if you're white, if you're Asian. You you are all part of the game. And the enemy that is Lucifer himself will use you because you're just a pawn on the chessboard, number one. Number two, when I was talking to my man W. It was blowing my mind years, you know, years ago. I was like, he was like, you know, he was talking about the the Order of the Garter and how the Emperor Hirohito was actually related to the freaking Queen of England. I'm like, wait a minute, he's 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 Asian. She's she's she and she's uh she's uh she's German, Goth. She's Anglo, you know, Goth, and there's the Anglo Saxons and and all this other stuff. Like, what the hell's going on here? And then I'm looking at the, some of the the list of skull and bones, and I'm and I see people that are. In the high levels of leadership who are African. I'm like, what? And one of the most profound things that W told me is that when you're in the family, you can have racial expressions and still be part of the bloodline. This isn't about Jew. This isn't about Catholic. This isn't about Methodist, Presbyterian, atheist, whatever the hell you want to call yourself on a label. There is a bloodline that is not of this world that has been at play in power for millennia. And their progeny, their progeny is who's been calling the shots for the last several thousands of years. That's the truth. If you can't get to that level, okay, you can't get to that level, then you know what? You're missing the whole entire component. Well, since you since since they opened the door, I'm just gonna walk through it. People mention the Jews, but I don't think people understand when you say Jew, that's like saying American. It's the Americans. First of all, American is very diverse. All right, not everybody here is a native of this place. When you say Jew, it's the same thing. They're two different types of Jews right now. Absolutely correct. You, you got, got the Ashkenazi, you got the Sephardic, you got those who are having you, bloodline. Go ahead, man. Right, and then you got the, the, the Hebrew Israelites. It should be noted that 
the nation of Israel throughout its history intermarried with just about every nation within a thousand mile radius. All right, so of Jerusalem. So you should know that. All right, that's why you have uh, different pigmented color uh, of, of Jewish people. The people that's ruling over in, in, uh, in Jerusalem right now are the Khazarians. They're not the original Hebrew Israelites. You need to understand that. So when you say, oh, the Jews are the problem, you no, know, it's people calling themselves Jews that are the problem. You have two different lines, and it's even mentioned in the Bible, two different lines of Jews. And the, the sect that is causing all the problems is the one that people are really talking about. The other sect of the Jews are still loyal to Yahweh, and they are uh, born-again Christian. They're Jewish Christians. You need to understand that, too. But they're not the ones in power running things over there in Palestine right now. It should also be noted that the oppressed people right now is not the Jews in Jerusalem. It's the Palestinians that are oppressed right now. You want to know the real truth? The majority of those Palestinians over there are born-again Christians. They are not um, um, Islamic at all. They're not Muslim. They want you to think that because they parade Yasser Arafat and other people in front of you like that. But he is not representative of the majority of the Palestinians that are over there. All right. So you got to know that, too. Also, some of those that are um, the Palestinian natives claim other religious beliefs other than Christianity or Muslim. Some of them have even claimed to be Quakers. See, bet you didn't know that. So with that being said, we need to understand that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but powers and principalities and rulers of darkness in high places. You need to understand that as well. And that brings me to this next thing. Yo, We've been talking about going to war with Iran. Tell you why that's going to fail. It's going to fail because Iran has a special weapon that the USA don't have. And it's called the Prince of Persia. Go ahead and do your research on that. No country has ever successfully invaded and defeated Iran since its beginning, since the beginning of time. Everyone who has tried has failed because of that Prince of Persia. So for those of you who don't who say, I don't believe in these things, it doesn't matter if you believe it. It doesn't stop it from being true because you don't believe it. The fact of the matter is, it's there and you have to deal with it. And yes, a lot of the powers that be, not all of them, because you can't put everybody in the same box. Not everybody is a Satanist. However, a majority of those that are in power are Satanists. And that is a fact. They do practice all types of Satanism and witchcraft and wizardry. And they do a lot of uh, rituals and things of that nature. And we can say that for another program, but those are facts. That, that is not some conspiracy theory or some conjecture. Those are facts. Those are facts. I've met some of those people, just like you said, uh, V, that you met some. And yes, they are real. Yeah, these people don't play around. All right, they're part of a very powerful At, at the end of the day, the, it doesn't matter what the hell you think or what the hell you believe. The point of the matter, it's what they believe. Exactly. That's the point. 
Exactly. They believe it. Your I mean, government it, believes it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, I don't care what you think it is. You know, you, you want to be stuck on stupid. That's your problem. The point I'm trying to emphasize here is what they believe. Exactly. Not what I believe. I don't believe that crap. But that's what they believe. They're hardcore about it. And that's the deal. And, and I, I'm, I'm cool with that. People, you know, people have their beliefs. It doesn't matter if you can demonstrate to them, you know, the truth and All the right, facts. The they still ain't going to listen. The, look, I understand the whole Kazarian thing. All right. I, I, I have Syrian. I have actual Semitic blood in me, real Semitic blood. All right. My mom's side is from a Syrian Christian merchant class that goes back to ancient Syria from Antioch uh, who arrived in uh, Southeast Asia hundreds and hundreds of years ago. That's not the look. I get the whole Khazar thing. I know about the whole Rothschild uh, colonizer. That's not the argument here. Okay, you don't. No, no one needs to educate me about you know what, what what Israel is. No one needs to educate me about uh, Judaism. None of that stuff. That is just one little pawn on a bigger chessboard. That's just a pawn. That's just a piece on a chessboard. That's all it is. It's not the entire chessboard. Nope. It's not like you said. It's only it's only a piece. And at the end of the day, folks, you know, Satan is the is the prince of this world, and he does have a lot of followers. Why do you think they've been trying to erect Baphomet statues in all the cities across the the country? Why do you think they they're do. doing that? Why do you think they all all of the um, entertainers, you know, worship him and do all the hands signals and stuff? For all that. Yeah, why, why do you think they're doing this that? This is this is older than Judaism, man. This is. This is older than any religion we have available on planet Earth. This is old school. Y'all don't know about that. Exactly. This is old school. This this goes way, 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 way back. Not only that, but I will. I, I'm, I'm gonna leave it with this and let people do their own research. There's a reason that our president is who it is, and it was prophesied more than 20 years ago. That he was going to be the president. And he is in process right now. Guess what he's doing? Something that's going to change history as we know it. You know what our president's in the process of doing? Working out a peace agreement for the entire Middle East. Now go chew on that. I don't believe in these things. Well, believe that. Go ahead and research that. Take a look at the initiative that Trump is in the process of doing in the Middle East. He's going to be the first and ever president to bring peace to the Middle East for the first time ever. Yeah, but he's not the AC, man. I didn't say he was. I just said, for those who don't believe anything we said today, research that. Yep. Research this peace agreement that is going on right now. All right? That's all I got to say. And with that being said, brother, we are at the end of the program. And uh, we'll be back next week. With that being said, we're over and we're out. Thank you all for listening in. Peace out. Peace.